Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 14. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too may walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we also will live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies to make you obey its passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under the law, but under grace. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So Paul, yesterday we... um, Paul says something interesting. He, he talks about how the law comes in. When the law comes in, yeah. our sin increases, right? Yeah. When we actually see the holiness of God, we realize actually we're really far, far away mm-hmm. from it. Yeah. Um, and so the law comes in, sin increases, but where sin increases, grace abounds, mm-hmm. right? This is like our sins, they are many. Yeah. His mercy is more. Like we we can't out sin the grace of God. And I do think, like you and I have, um, you know, we've all experienced this, um, where uh, you know, sin has, uh, or where we've seen like somebody who has a testimony where they have just been like very far from the Lord, um, and running into sin, running into godlessness, and and God saves them, and it's it's this amazing moment. It's like, oh my gosh, like. God's grace is amazing. God's grace abounds. God's grace is incredible. So then, after kind of reflecting on that, Paul goes into the the next obvious question, mm-hmm. which is how today's passage begins. Yeah. Okay. Well, if if my sin makes grace uh, makes God's grace seem all the more great, then why don't I just keep sinning? Why yeah. don't I sin more? Why don't I do like the worst possible thing? so that God's grace will abound. And that's the answer that he's giving today. So yeah, what are your thoughts on the passage? Yeah, this whole section where Paul's really diving into what is the gospel is is he's doing some tricky maneuvering because he's trying to convince his audience that this idea that Christ is the fulfillment of the scriptures, that salvation and, and union with God is not found in the law, but it's found in Christ. 
And yet that does not mean that Christ nullifies the law or replaces the law, but right. instead that this has all been a story that's leading to Christ. And so um, here he's really harmonious with this idea that comes early in Romans that that God's kindness is meant to lead to repentance. Right. Um, I think that's chapter three right. or chapter two. Um, but so basically this idea that he, he paints this beautiful picture of the love and the grace and the redemption that is in Christ. And yet he, he anchors it to, this does not nullify everything that we know about God. In fact, it gives us freedom to pursue what we already know exactly in the freedom of Christ. Yes. And and that's what he's, I think that's the point. It's like real salvation. Mm Mm-hmm leads us to a changed life like it's yeah. not like and i think he's speaking to the, the heart condition here it's this is the old like well why don't i just like live however i want to live and then on my deathbed like yeah. pray the sinner's prayer like he he's answering yeah. that classic question like yeah. um and i think what to what you just said like what the gospel does is not like the gospel just like covers our sin it actually invites us into mm-hmm. a Godward life, which is the life that we were intended to have. Yeah. And so I just think it's such a beautiful passage. Um, and, and and it just kind of resets, I think, a lot of understandings of the gospel. I think a lot of people have this understanding of the gospel that, mm-hmm. and this is not untrue. So it's not untrue of like, I've sinned, therefore I deserve judgment. How do I get out of the judgment? Um, okay, the gospel... And therefore, I'm good. Like yeah. that's that's part of the gospel. Yeah. But what I think Paul's saying here is, it's not that the gospel just saves us from death. Yeah. It saves us to life. Yeah. And that's the kind of life that actually pleases God, that that brings glory to God, that actually is good for us, that brings joy to us. Yeah. Well, and if you go back to the foundation of the the Jewish faith, the Shema, you know, which was. The in Deuteronomy for the hero of Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your uh, mind or your strength. And this idea that it's from the beginning of time that to know God, to walk with God, is to love God and to love the things that are of God. Right, right. And so never has a, a true relationship with God ever been marked by this obligatory lip service that right. is accompanied by an indifferent attitude. Because actually that's only self-service. Yes, right? absolutely. And so yeah. the, 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 the real, the real press of the gospel, the goal of the gospel is not that we would just be like saved, whatever mm-hmm. that means. Yeah. It's that we would be made right. It's that yeah. we would be made whole. It's that we would be, um, you, you know, and put right into relationship in with, with God. God. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, and so, yeah, I, I do think that that, like that will change your, your life when you start to get that. So yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> thanks, Paul, for helping us out with this. And for Will Carlisle, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. 
If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.